0: Hey there, Venturers! It's time for a new sweet and spicy episode of Venture Maidens. First, though, I'd love to ask you to help us grow our podcast by supporting us on Patreon. By supporting us there, you're unlocking a treasure trove of additional podcast content, including our Descent into Avernus playthrough, as well as our Rhyme of the Frostmaiden episodes, just for one dollar a month. You'll also get coloring book pages and just for a few extra dollars, incredible magic items with included story hooks. All things that will be super great to use in your future Venture Maidens campaign guide adventures. Additionally, we wanted to let you all know that starting now moving forward, you can find episode transcripts of our favorite campaign on Podbean. Super exciting. Now let's get to some thank yous. First, of course, to our Patreon donors for getting us to where we are today to Emily Mayo for composing our kick-ass theme song, and to Tabletop Audio for providing additional ambient music. Now, last time on Venture Maidens. With the success of the bonding ritual behind them, our heroes headed back to the fairy realm to parlay with the Weird Sisters. After listening to a few cautionary tales from Rook, the party arrived at the crossing point to the Heavenly Court de Mesni. They caught a boat ride with one of the locals, then wound through the ruin-covered island of the Sisters. Along the way, they encountered a talking statue head that helped them reach the sister's glass garden in exchange for getting help off the isle. Upon arriving at the gardens, the eldest weird sister, Hecate, greeted them and named her favor. She requested the crew retrieve a book called the Enigma Codex from an archfey named Penny and specified that she would need the book returned to her by the next mortal full moon. After some tense back and forth, our heroes agreed and headed back to the wilds proper. As they reached the shores of In Between, they discovered that the talking head, who had helped guide their way, had reverted to flesh upon leaving the isle, and the adventurers performed a solemn burial for the fallen stranger. And that's where we left off. Before we get into this episode, I did want to warn you guys that our content warnings are going to be for the usual body horror and graphic fantasy violence. Now grab your snacky snack and let's do this thing. Gather round, travelers, to hear our tale. To find an
1: archfey long lost, our heroes must pay great costs. Will they lose to such extortion, or somehow increase their fortune? Make yourself
0: a living as we head into episode 19, 9 to 5.
2: Hello, hello everybody! Welcome back! It's another episode of Venture Maidens! Oh boy, oh boy, I'm so happy to be here, uh, happy to see you all and ready to play some fucking D&D! How about you all? Ready to play some Hell fucking yeah. D&D? yeah! Always oh, ready! Yeah! Ugh... Yes. Well, on that note, hey, everybody, we're the Venture Maidens. Uh, we're in D&D Actual Play 5th Edition stream that converts to a podcast. Uh, we're playing a homebrew campaign, uh, in a homebrew setting called The Plains, uh, which is going to be detailed in the Venture Maidens campaign guide, which the community pdf copy of is coming out in just a couple of weeks here so we're looking at first week of june mid-june uh and we'll be sending out some sweet sweet digital copies so you can learn about our world and use all of its elements at your own table so stoked for that yeah we'll just dive in hey everybody uh my name is celeste gonowich and tonight i'm gonna be your dungeon master
0: hello i'm katie and i'm gonna be playing Luveri's sath your drow rogue Hello
3: there, I'm Nassim, and I'm playing your half-orc fighter, Fetonia Silvertail.
1: And I'm Sage.
2: <laughs> your quiet bond.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, and tonight I will be your babbling bard, Aoife Flannery. Oh man, we're going to have a very special and interesting episode tonight. We're going to be messing with some mechanics uh, that don't really get used a lot at the game table. We're going to be exploring some downtime. Uh, we're gonna our, our characters have a lot to do. Because they they have a quest that they have embarked upon. So, cool. So, yeah, that is where we are picking up. Uh, At the end of last episode, you had gone, you had traveled to this this mist-shrouded isle, this corner of the Heavenly Court to Mesni, where the... um, where the weird sisters dwell. You had parlayed with them. Uh, they had given you their terms. You have to go find this book, the Enigma Codex, and you must bring it back to Hekate, uh, before the next four moon, which is about four weeks of time. She told you that the book is in the possession of an archfey by the name of Penny. You know the name of the book. It's called the Enigma Codex. And Hekate had said she has no idea where this archfey is, but she knows that the book will be with her. So your task, one, first you have to find where the hell this archfey is. Uh, two, once you know that, you have to go there and somehow get this archfey to give you this book. And three, once you have the book, you need to safely return to Hekate in the Heavenly Court Domestee. And hand it off. And you must do this all by the next full moon. Uh, otherwise, Tony, who knows what will happen if you fail to...
3: Again, this is the church of we act first and think about it later.
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That's that's the rule. Uh, that's it. That's how that's we like it. to live. Yeah. So that is the mission that was laid out before. You're like, oh, okay. And somewhere along the way, yes, you did have uh, this this woman this marble statue woman who didn't seem to know what was going on had forgotten a lot and that's right where we're picking up you had just gotten back to the other side of the shore out of the heavenly court de Mesny, pulled this head out of the bag that you had promised to help and discovered her dead remains so from there luckily you were all pretty close to the chicken hut uh, when you left initially you were able to park it just outside of the Demesne, uh and then step in because rook before had remembered not wanted to actually bring the house into the Demesne, which is really like under the control of the fae of the court so who knows what would have happened if you had brought the house in so it's just a short walk back to the hut is there anything that's happening on the way i know you had you had buried the head right mm-hmm. happy to have her feel at peace <laughs> Yeah. She she really seemed to like this was the right thing. She just wanted to get off that island and who knows how long she was there in that form. I mean, nothing really in particular that Lou wants to do. You
0: just see after like, we know what the assignment is now. She's just like very quiet and focused on thinking, okay, what do we do next? What am I going to do um, to help get us to where we need to be? So, this doesn't all end really
2: badly. <laughs> Yeah. I I assume it's probably a pretty solemn walk as you all head back Mm -hmm. to the hut, having seen what you just did and realizing the implications of it. I mean, who knows how that woman ended up the way she did, but she was on that island, that island that belongs to the Weird Sisters. Did they have something to do with it? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) You know, that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, a little uh, feeling as you you walk in silence and you make your way back uh, to the hut. And Rook hops up, you know, opens up the door and you can all file inside and she looks around and says uh okay, so we've got to find this book I guess do you all have any bright ideas? I mean there's people in coven who might know where this archfey is i i have never heard of her to be honest so i don't really know
3: yeah i mean given the kind of people that reside there and pass through there i think they've seen a good portion of or you know a wide variety of people i should say so i think that's a good place to start
2: yeah, I mean, the witches on the council probably know something. You know, they keep tabs on all kinds of fae court activities. And, I mean, that's why they put out the bounties, right? Because they don't want fae causing trouble. And Arch Archfae are the definition <laughs> of trouble. So, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't
0: really think we have any other option than Coven, considering we have literally no idea where to start. So... Research first, and then hopefully we have enough time to get to where we end up needing to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's doable in a month, right? Totally.
3: How long will it take us to get
2: there? Oh, only a couple hours. (laughs) All right. God, I love our house. Yeah. Time time (laughs) is much... Time is strange in the wilds. There really isn't a general set of time. So the house can move much more quickly in the wilds than it can anywhere else because time doesn't really exist there, right? So it can just jump from place to place. Uh, Whereas you traveling in the mortal realm where there are laws of time and gravity and space, those natural laws don't apply to the wilds. There's a whole different set of laws. So... Anywhere so if you can find the location of this Archfey, you can get there really quickly. I mean, assuming that she lets you and there aren't other barriers <laughs> to getting there. But I think Rook did mention last time that Archfey are they're very dangerous because the world changes around them wherever they go they they tap into the environmental magic that subsists under all of the wilds so the world shapes around them whether they like it to or not so usually they have to build these sanctums these kind of walls to bury themselves in and trap their power inside otherwise the world would absolutely fall apart around them so they usually have to yeah cloister themselves
1: Yeah, and uh, Rook had
2: mentioned that they exist completely outside of the court system as well. Yeah, so there's, like, the in-between, which is all the land that isn't claimed by any fae, right? This is where wild fae live, or fae without any association to the courts. Uh, That's most of the wilds. And then there are the Demesnes, which are owned by each of the courts. So chunks of land that are taken over by each court. And then there are things called dwellings. Which are those cordoned off little kingdoms uh, where the Archfey live? Where basically they have a certain amount of space and they have to build magical barriers uh, to keep themselves contained and to keep everybody else out. So those are the three types of like landscapes you find in the wilds. Neat, very cool. Yeah. Well, let's go read some books. <laughs> Books! Rook does not seem excited (laughs) about books. Nerd shit. (laughs) Um, To the library! Ew! Gross. Uh, Rook's like, I don't even know if they have a library. I've never checked. Uh, Why would I? (laughs) Um, Gordon, go back to Coven. She says half-heartedly, and she seems to be thinking about something, and she's like, "Uh, I'm gonna go upstairs. I'll talk to you all in a bit. Okay, we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. She mumbles and is already halfway up the steps.
3: Yeah, I think Tony's gonna probably bounce right away too and just like head to her room and start playing her guitar.
2: Yeah, it's been a stressful day Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. far. And it's really only been a couple hours. Um, So you got back into the wilds when it was around afternoon-ish. And time doesn't work the same in the wilds, but for you all you feel the passing of time. It's it's getting into early evening for you all, so yeah. Um, you'll be in Coven very shortly. You know the way in. So do you all want to try and spend the night in the house and get started in the morning, or just head right on in to Coven? Tandy has extended an indefinite offer if you ever want to stay in the Witch's Brew to stay in Coven. You're certainly welcome. Oh, actually, speaking of Tandy, I forgot. Uh, we have a letter that we're actually going to do oh, at the yes. beginning. So when you all got in to the house, uh, and you know, you put down your stuff, and you're settling in, you see that there is a little, like, baby blue envelope that has been slid under the door, and it's just covered in stickers, like little <laughs> plant stickers, and little animal stickers, and just really cute, like, Lisa Frank stickers uh, yeah. lying on the ground. It There is no, uh, like, from or to on it, uh, but it is a very cute Little envelope lying on the ground. <laughs> yeah, Etha will pick it up and read it.
1: Hey, Marnie, Sorsha, and Franny, we sure have missed having you around the witches for the last few days. Hope you didn't get eaten by a troll or anything like that. If you didn't get eaten or maimed, I'd love. <laughs> I'd love if you drop by soon. We've had some nice weather lately and watching Marnie do all this hard work on the cart has inspired me to think about working on something of my own. I'm opening up the old community garden behind the tavern and I thought it would be super fun if you wanted to grow herbs or food back there or whatever. The previous owner had a lot of great stuff planted there so if you can dodge the feral squirrels and feral weeds, you might even find some rare magical plants or spices. Anyhow, come by and check it out and bring a machete. Oh, this is Tandy, by the way. Kisses!
2: (laughs) Oh, the last little note on there. No, the letter is not
1: signed, but there is a small baggy tape to the paper. It is filled with leaves that emit an immense and intensely dank odor.
0: Ooh, Ooh. yum! <laughs> nice.
3: Tony <laughs> checks out the leaves and see if they're if they're like a good state where they've been cut or if they've been fallen off naturally to like try and propagate them.
2: Yeah, it it looks like somebody has uh, definitely taken the effort to pull them off of a plant and then chop them into little pieces. You're like, maybe like a, like a spice or tea or something Mm -hmm. else in this baggie. They're, they're fresh.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get some soil just outside the house um, and uh, quickly try to propagate them because I mean, her mom grew tea plants. So I think based on that, she'll figure out from yeah, memory how to put it <laughs> yeah. together
2: yeah yeah for sure uh well you can have any kind of anything you want in your room so what is this like plant setup actually that tony's got going on because i think you you have a couple of plants now because when you first walked into the room there were plants that were you know just on the verge of needing care and stuff so what what's tony's little garden situation for the house
3: for the whole house?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, do you have, like, window boxes or an area in your room or, like, starting a little greenhouse or what's your...
3: But the the room I've pictured, it has a lot of light in it and it's, like, the bed is on either side has these two, like, massive to ceiling windows and then, like, off to the side there's sort of, like, a lifted, raised, like, seating area that's, like, a curved couch or sofa or sit-in sofa whatever the hell and then like a nice curved window around that and that's on every window ledge it's just like full of new plants that she's picked up around uh like whether it was like underground on our first mission or in the traveling to coven in the wilds um there's just like little cuttings here and there and from the plants within the room already just overpopulating the window area
2: yeah so you immediately, yeah you take whatever the hell these Herbs are uh, seeds, leaves. No idea. There's no label or anything. It's just a little baggie that's been taped on instead of a name. Uh, and yeah, you can absolutely set them up. You know, in the sun. Uh, and who knows what you're gonna get? Um, fun, fun, Yay. mystery plants. <laughs> Love it. Uh, sweet. So Tony is planting and chilling. Uh, Lou, what are you up to?
0: Uh, Lou's doing what she always does when she's sad slash stressed. So she's just gonna, uh, just smile like half-heartedly at everyone and just kind of like throw a thumb towards the kitchen and start making a stock because those take a long time. Um, and now as she's chopping everything up, she's taking all the odds and ends and throwing them into that pot that we got from the sewers. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, your little compost slime pot. Are you just, like, setting it up? I have, like, a little compost pail in my house right by the sink, I imagine. Is it the same kind yeah, of? it's literally, yes. it's just right there. She kind of moves it so she can, like, scoot stuff
0: and do it easily. And she's, like, thinking about, like, you just start, like, imagining, like, really custom cabinetry where you just pull it out and you can scooch it in from oh, the Oh, gorgeous. Nice, gorgeous. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah. And as you do open up the lid uh, to throw stuff in, you can see that that thin layer of green slime that had first been there at the bottom has definitely started to, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Like gelatin, like jello when it's getting harder and like thicker. Oh, so solidify jellify what is it what is it solidify i don't know what it solidify i guess uh but it's it's definitely getting thicker and more intense so it's like a frosting coat of this green slime so clearly this is growing this green thing and the scraps you put in uh you can see the the slime undulate when you do it and you're like is it just because i dropped it or was it like responding to what you were putting in (laughs) Uh, it looks
0: just like the dishes I used to get out of Charlie's room.
1: Oh God!
2: <laughs> God. Too many college roommate <laughs> flashbacks. No. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, but ap- absolutely coagulate. Thank you, Tony and chat That is totally what I was thinking of. Oh my God. Thank you. Bless. Venture is always here for us. Coming, uh, coming <laughs> for us. Thank that's you. That's Coagulate. Word. <laughs> yes. It's it's congeal. Yeah. These are good. Good words. Okay. Um, and is there anything Eva is doing in particular as the evening winds down here? She
1: heads back into her room. and She kind of throws her bag onto onto her bed, and she, yeah, you know, she makes makes a quick change of clothes for her her night, like early evening coven outfit, and uh, <laughs> then she my look after she get <laughs> <laughs> she changes like three times a day. <laughs> Amazing. And then she she walks back into the hallway, and she, like, you know, makes a, makes a right. And she goes immediately to, like, the next door, and she places her hand on the doorknob. And she thinks of a new room that she wants to make in the house.
2: Ooh! Yay! And- All right, yes. Hell yeah. What room? What room do you discover when you open up the door? And so, after, you know, she takes a very long visible moment... With her eyes
1: closed, and then she turns like this the the brass knob and she opens it. And you see this very warm, uh, room where all of the, the floors and, like, ceiling and walls are all just these, like, dark wood panel, uh, wood panels, and it has this, like, big, wide, like, wide open window that has these lace curtains that just, like, make the light just so much, just a little bit softer in the room, and it has this, like, big, heavy green rug and, um, this is, uh she's decided that she wants a workstation for herself for her, all of her working on, like, all of her projects, especially since uh the Lady of Silks has charged her with making a line for the fashion showcase coming up, for the student showcase, and so she creates a room that is exactly her grandmother's workstation in the house mm. where she grew up, so that she oh. can feel like that connection to her family and draw inspiration from the, the person who taught her everything she knows. And so there's like a, you know, book, one, there's one bookshelf full of, bookshelf full of empty journals and one full of completed journals with all of her sketches over the year with a big armchair beneath it. And like, yeah, these like warm lanterns all on the wall. She just kind of sits down at the, uh, like a big drafting table and like
2: slams a, a fresh book onto the table. Nice. And
1: starts penciling.
2: Oh, I can feel that so potently. Like Grandma's craft room. It, it, mm-hmm. it had that smell, like that <laughs> potpourri
1: smell. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like potpourri and like tobacco. Because she would be yeah. like <laughs> when she's trying to think of new ideas, has to have a cigarette and then puts it out and then
2: goes back yeah. to work. Absolutely. And there's like that little sign that's like "Bless this mess" uh, hanging on the back of the door. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, <laughs> absolutely, uh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, so you get started, and so this is uh, this is for Isadora uh, for the Chassiana showcase, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so yes, Mistress yeah, yeah. Silk is your your employer in in Fairytown, uh, but man, Eva's got a lot going on. Everybody seems to everybody seems to want their <laughs> stuff. It's amazing. Uh, that's that's just starting to happen for you. Cool. So you're getting some crafting done. <laughs> Great. All right. Uh, so you all feel that familiar sensation of the house lift itself up and move. And it's, it seems like no time at all before, once again, the house lands. And you can see your surroundings have changed. Uh, and you see the, the woodlands, uh, the the fall-coated, you know, the amber and reds of this this fall woods around you that you know is the periphery of coven so yeah uh night is has fallen uh so you have a choice if you want to hang out tonight or start so just so you all know we're gonna play this a little differently than standard D because it is going to take you all quite a while to find the clues that you need to find this archfey there are a lot of different options about where you can go. You have all of Coven's resources at your disposal uh, to do this. So we are going to use some downtime rules, which, for those of you not familiar, downtime rules are a section of the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Player's Handbook that don't get a lot of playtime at most tables. But they're basically rules that you use in between adventurers. So it's like, what what do you what do the adventurers do? when they're not out questing and, you know, fighting monsters in dungeons. Uh, so we haven't used them before on Venture Maidens, because usually it's been go, go, go. But we're, we're trying this out. So I'm going to say it will take you all about three weeks to get everything that you need to find all of the clues, potentially, uh, to what you need to do. So, uh, so for those three weeks, uh, prior to the game, I asked everybody to th- look at the downtime options and think about what you all are going to do during this time. Cause obviously three weeks is a really long time just to. Hunt through libraries and stuff, and you do need money to do research and a lot of these downtime activities because of bribes, and you need better gear, especially if you're going to fight an archfey. So there are a lot of different options, uh, what, how to spend these next three weeks. So let's go around and say, uh, talk a little bit about our general plans for the week, uh, and then we can start going week by week and decide scenes we want to do or specific moments um so katie why don't you talk a little bit about uh what lou is going to what you think lou is going to to spend this time doing
0: yeah so i looked over them um both of the activities that i wanted to do were five days each we got 21 days so i wanted to do uh two counts of working Um, On my little food cart, and then also two counts of researching and trying to find out more about Penny. uh, You know anything that I can about her, where she would be? um, Anything (laughs) about (laughs) and the Enigma Codex itself? You know, and about Archfake, because Lou has like nothing, no previous knowledge
2: about Faye other than what she's learned since the campaign started. Yeah. I mean, and Rook has some knowledge, but even she has no idea and has never heard of the Enigma Codex and has no idea who this Archfey is. So y'all are flying, flying in the dark here. Um, cool. And Sage, what were you thinking uh, for, for Aoife, the general, general plan? And this is subject to change, of course, based on passes and fails <laughs> as we go along. <laughs>
1: So I think for her first week, she – after after the encounter that they had with the the bust of the woman who ended up becoming very much very dead, um, I think that really, like, inspires, like, a dress idea for her first piece. And so she would spend the first week uh, working on, like, the first couple days working on, you know, drafting the design. And then the next, next day she would, of course, you know, want to go into Coven so she could uh- – <laughs> So she can see her new boyfriend and see what, and get what some cool fabric. like, fabrics he has to offer. Cute. <laughs> Amazing. And, you know, still maybe still lunch together. <laughs>
2: yeah. Cute. Work Cute. and pleasure. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, working on dresses, and do you have any other uh, general plans for the week? Uh, you mentioned also maybe working in the shop with Mistress Silk. Uh, yeah.
1: That would be for the, and then the following two weeks she'd want to actually get into the shop, and then you know, so she can be like, "Hi, I'm here. I'm like totally making connections, and I'm ju- I'm trying to be a, g- a good kid.
2: <laughs> give, give me work to do, please." <laughs> you believe it in me. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, and uh, Nasim, what kind of general plans do you think uh, Tony will spend her time doing over the next three weeks?
3: Tony is really excited to play with that herbalism kit that her mama gave her. And um, you know, see what kind of things she can craft and like potions. Healing potions would be nice. Or, you know, resistance of some kind would be nice. Yep. yep. That's gonna be probably her first week taking up tandy on that garden. Yeah, oh, yeah. And um get some funds to find a job of some kind, whether it is like a bounty hunting thing or like I don't know, making something, helping someone build something in their house or whatever. Um, Tony likes to work with her hands. And then after that, probably just like have a night on the town and uh, get to talk and chat and uh, carouse the local common townsfolk because also they're a good way to learn about, you know, who's passed through and who else has heard about uh, this penny and Uh, or you know folk tales about an archfey
2: yeah yeah i mean and coven is full of weird characters so that might be that might be an excellent way to learn what the hell's going on very cool okay so oh yeah go for it what what's up sage
1: Oh okay, yeah, I was gonna say that Eva would insist on like having like having you all like meet at Tandy's for lunch one day so she can introduce you to Kel and be like, oh my God,
2: isn't he the best
1: thing ever? <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> uh,
2: amazing. Yeah. So we're we're playing here with this uh this loose structure. So feel free to jump in um as we're going along. But I figure what we'll do is we'll start each week uh talking amongst ourselves, deciding what we want to do and in what order. And then we can resolve, you know, the the checks needed for each and, and determine results and share those. Um, but I'd also like to see little role playing scenes, too. So if moments come up that I think of would be good, or if you all think of like you want to see a scene while this is happening, right, because these activities take place over the course of like a week in general, um, let me know and we'll and we'll do it. So we'll keep it loose. We'll keep it keep it fast and loose. So, starting off... Oh, and I will say, Rook is going to spend all three weeks working. Uh, She's going to pick up bounty hunting jobs. Um, It's what she knows how to do, and she is in her prime right now, because she has basically 21 days. If she's about 18, so she's going to be 40-ish at the end of this. So, it's, it's her prime window for working. Um weird to think about but uh yeah so if you want to work yeah right but that's that's her fucking whatever the hell this is not quite a curse not quite a Our,
0: (sighs) our little girl's all grown up just before we
2: know it oh yeah she's gonna look older than you all in a fucking second um but yeah so if you ever want to work she is actively going and picking up bounties and would love assistance or she's just gonna do normal bounties so working as a bounty hunter is always an option (laughs) if you want to but she'll (laughs) she'll keep doing it and she'll earn money uh each week so remind me katie you're the master of coin right for this group so remind me to roll for rook every week cool but yeah so week one let's go ahead and talk uh what do you each want to do specifically for this week and then also what order do you want to go in because we'll hear after each check uh and you all might want to change like if you know lou fails all the research checks obviously somebody might want to step in to do that you know that kind of that kind of stuff uh because you need some information over these three weeks otherwise you're going to be screwed yeah so what do you what do you all want to talk amongst yourselves for a minute i'll get a refill uh about your plan of attack so with my virtuoso
0: thing Mm. I can't get lower than a 10, even though I'm sure the DC is going to be really high, but also I'm going to eat all of my breakfast and take all the inspiration there until go. I know that I've gotten enough. And then if I get enough, but we need like, or if I run out of time, it, but we need somebody else to do it, then I can give the inspiration to you guys. Um. So um, Lou's plan is to go to basically an antique sort of place and find somebody who's like old and and has been around a while to see a if maybe they've come across anything like this uh, enigma codex um and b if uh we can make any connections with you know people who know about the old and ancient in the area because i'm not going to go talk to the witches i am very bad at speaking to people <laughs> <laughs> not a charisma rogue no. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna do that, and then if that goes well, then I'm gonna work on my food cart. very nice
2: uh, okay so yeah, if the, it uh, doesn't
1: go well, okay. <laughs> the Nefa will go and talk to talk to, try and g- gain an audience with the witches um but if Lou but if Lu does super great, then she's gonna keep working on her her designs. <laughs> You've got a whole future ahead of you, you gotta focus. <laughs> That homework assignment, oh man.
2: Oh. <laughs> I have a career. I'm a career, creator, my god. <laughs> what does Tony, Tony want to Tony is up gonna to? go
3: straight for the, the garden and, and planting and herbalism.
0: Potion making. Like health potions for when we go and maybe yeah. fight if everything goes terribly wrong and we end up fighting. <laughs>
2: Yeah, please let this be the game where we actually have consumables and we use them.
0: Yeah, especially <laughs> for me, because I, with my rogue subclass, I, I can feed potions to people since yeah. I have the use item as a
2: bonus action. Oh, yeah, that is Ooh, really nice. nice. Yeah, so rogue, yes. And we don't have a healer, so yes, potions are going to be critical. Um, <laughs> this is, mm, if I a have healer. saved everyone's life. <laughs>
3: you have a holistic healer. That's who I'm, that's that's what I'm here for. Yeah,
2: Yes. In the but in the moment <laughs> in that, <laughs> You're you're kicking so much ass and defending everyone. You're a little oh, busy. It's, it's, <laughs> to be honest,
0: we have been really spoiled with Farah and yeah. distant spellings and shit. Yeah. I'm
2: I'm <laughs> not gonna lie to you. If you fight an archfey, you will uh, it will be hard and frightening. <laughs> so. We'll probably die.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to so do that. That's that. the last
2: resort. But
0: if it does happen, I want all I of want to be ready. <laughs> so. I don't see a
3: way around it. I don't see how we're not gonna fight an Archfey, but okay.
0: <sighs> I don't have a fucking feeling we're gonna make another fucking deal. Maybe she'll Just be super cool. Just keep making deals till we die. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, we don't know. We don't know anything about this penny. Who knows? Okay, so with all that in mind, who wants to go in? What is the order we want to go in uh, for resolving these actions? If Lou should go first, probably. Yeah, we'll see how I do. <laughs> yeah, Lou, and you're doing and the then- research action this week? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's number two? I'll go. Uh, Aoife, and you're going to be crafting an item because you're working on your, your dress or your submission for the Chassiana student showcase?
1: um i think for i think for the first week she'll try and get an audience with the um uh with the witches of coven to see uh what she can learn about about the archfey penny cool so doing a research
2: as well yeah all right uh and then tony did i hear you wanted to brew potions for week one so go to the garden mm-hmm. and- okay brewing potions yeah neat all right, Lou, so let's go ahead and start with you. So I'm pulling up, so the downtime in, uh, so y'all know for the chat, we're using the downtime revisited rules in Xanathar's Guide to Everything because they are much more put together than <laughs> the ones that were initially published in the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Player's Handbook. Uh, yeah, okay, so research. The way this works is. Basically, you are going to a lot of places, and you're asking a lot of people, and you're making sure you get into the right places and positions to have the information you need, which doesn't really mean going to a public library. There is no public library in Coven. There are private stores of information, private libraries. There are rare antiquities dealers. There are magic shops. There's lots of people who might know something in the city, but the thing is with research, it costs money to uh, to conduct. So before you can even take the research downtime option, Basically, you are going to be spending one work week of effort. So that's about five days or so. And you have to spend 50 gold pieces that covers the cost of materials, bribes, gifts, like everything that you need to make sure you are talking to the right people here. So... And all of these things are going to start costing money, so keep that in mind as well. We might have to shift things around if you all need to work to cover expenses, because like Tony, for example, brewing potions costs quite a bit of money, as does crafting items Efa, uh, so uh, we're going to have to keep our funds in mind. So starting off, we have, I think, 250 gold pieces, was it, in the pool? We
0: have a little under...
2: Th- Oh, Katie! I'm sorry,
0: we have a little under that because uh, we gave a little bit to Frida to cover some of our costs while we were in there. So we have two hundred right now.
2: So you have two hundred gold pieces. So keep that in mind. That's actually going to be huge uh, in deciding what happens this week. A game where money matters. Oh my God, we're breaking all the rules. This is too Holy close to real shit.
3: life.
0: I don't <laughs> Holy like
2: shit. shit.
3: you gave your mom fifty gold pieces. Damn, dude.
2: Yeah. She would have absolutely pickpocket, reverse pickpocketed you, and so in giving you back forty gold pieces. So I'm going to say you have two hundred and forty. Okay. She kept ten. As yeah, a I was going to say, like, servers. I don't know
3: what mom would accept that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's just like the constant back and forth of them trying to take care of
2: each other. Uh, yeah, reverse pickpocketing over and over again. Um, <laughs> absolutely. So you have two hundred and forty. Well, a
3: mom like Frida I should say, yeah,
2: right, <laughs> okay, I- exactly. So we are at one ninety after mine. So, and tell me a little bit about where where Lou starts. Uh, where are you going? What kinds of places are you going to? Coven is like any major fantasy city. There are some limitations. Obviously, it's not a metropolis like Phelan that has you know, the great library and universities. But there are absolutely spellcasters of all stripes here. All kinds of weird curio shops and authors and artists and all kinds of places to go. So where does Lou begin the search?
0: Yeah. So Lou is going to go where she feels most comfortable, uh, which is going to be trying to find like a very classy looking antique store.
2: Mm, Okay.
0: And she's just going to try to find the one that looks like you know how you can kind of tell like this one's gonna have the good weird stuff that you can't find anywhere else, um, so she's just kind of like looking through the windows and trying to find the best one.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you're starting off on like Antique Row, so you wander your way through through Coven and come to that like the old town part of town where it's mostly shops and a few restaurants and stuff, because um, that just seems like a good starting place, right? If there's multiple antique shops, cool, we'll be here. And then you spend a lot of time talking to these people and kind of circling around who might know where to go, uh, getting leads and leads and suggestions from shopkeep to shopkeep, from traveler to traveler that you encounter. And let's go ahead and roll the check here to see how well uh, this yields. So, the way this one works... So you have declared your specific person, place, or thing. You're looking for what you're looking for. Uh, So now we need you to make an intelligence check with a plus one bonus per 50 gold pieces spent beyond the initial 50. So right now you're just rolling a straight up intelligence uh, roll unless you want to spend an additional 50 gold pieces.
0: We ain't got that kind of money. We
2: are (laughs) level four. We ain't got that kind of money. And I will compare it to the outcome table and see how we do. Can I use um, continuously every day during this week, eat my own breakfast to get inspiration on this roll? Yes, you absolutely. So while we are doing this uh, downtime rules, things like that, you can absolutely use things from your heroic destiny or character features uh, to enhance this.
0: Okay, here we go. Don't fuck me over. Okay.
2: That's just rough, an intelligence check, just straight up. Woo. That's okay, that's a 16. Okay, Uh, so the 11 to 16 target is you learn two pieces of lore. So I, I don't think you hit the jackpot for this week, but you are going to learn a couple important things. One you learn that the person you should probably be talking to, and this is after jumping around to a bunch of these different shops and trying to figure it out, there is an antique book dealer specializing in rare books who has been in Coven for literally hundreds of years longer than anyone else. And so while most of these people don't recognize this name or the name of this book, he is probably going to be the person you need to go to. His name is Mortimer. And he doesn't actually even have a shop anymore. He's long since retired. But you get an address, and you know that he's always interested uh, in in acquiring rare tomes or potentially selling them. So you have an address and a name for somebody who is probably your best lead to find any information, at least about the book. Good start. For your second piece of lore, you are... hmm, Let's see, what what would you get? Because I think the book Avenue runs dry. But after a while, because you're telling people, you know, this name and Penny seems to strike a chord with a couple of different people. And apparently there's some kind of legend about this archfey. She is long thought to be dead or vanished. And you learn that her full name is Penny Dreadful. Oh, no. So that you learn her what? name, and there are these legends about this weird <laughs> fae who has gone long since disappeared from most of fae society, named Penny Dreadful. She sounds like she'd be fun at
0: parties.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. So those are your two pieces of lore that you learn. So a successful week, but still, clearly, you don't have quite what you need. Far from. Far from. <laughs> okay but uh you get to go to a lot of different places in kevin and you do you find anything cute along the way that you wouldn't take home just personally are you all like all (laughs) business uh
0: she is like gets pulled in a couple times but ultimately is like i can't spend any money yeah (laughs) you have to spend money on
2: research (laughs)
0: But when we come back, if we're alive, I'm going to get so many house decor
2: pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love that future putting on the list. Love it. Okay, great. Yeah, Covent has a nice little shopping district. It it would be very fun. I th- you think if you had more money to to spend some nice Saturday afternoons or one of these days. So that is uh, lose week one activity. So at this point now, uh, Aoife, we can go ahead and move forward with your research attempt uh, unless somebody feels like uh, we want to change it or introduce a scene into the mix. Yeah, I think she's still, still good with that. Okay. Uh, so Aoife, same deal. Uh, so you're taking the research action, which means another 50 gold pieces are going to be spent. You can spend more if you would like. Don't do it, we're on a budget. <laughs> 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 now we're good. Alternatively, Eva, if you didn't want to research, I think because you want to like meet these people, right? And mm-hmm. spend time with them. She's found a schmooze. Yeah, yeah, I would see maybe carousing as an option as well. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so the carousing option uh, that exists is, uh, so carousing covers a week, a work week of fine food, drinks, socializing, basically putting yourself at these social events where these people are uh, to interact with them. But the catch is on this one. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, for costs here. So a character can attempt to carouse among lower, middle or upper class folk. And they cost different levels. Mm. Um, so carousing uh, with low class is only 10 gold pieces. 50 gold pieces for middle mm-hmm. class or 250 for access to local nobility. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, and most of these council members and, like, the ones who are really going to know a lot of shit are the upper nobility. Yeah. they're Because they're, like, the leaders of this okay. town. So... Middle class, you might be able to get maybe like the the people who work for them, like so. Think of like their secretaries and the people who do the books, the accountants. Mm-hmm. That's an option, but you might not get the juiciest details. So it's it's up to you. Mm-hmm. I
1: what what would you say if I said I wanted to spend my favor from the mm-hmm. uh, the mistress of silks in order for her to you know put in a. Put in my, you know, you know, put a good
2: word on my name and say that, you know, up and coming is going to be a big name in coven. Yes, I fucking love this uh, because she owes you a favor. You did save her save her life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can absolutely trade in your big favor from Mistress Silk. Uh, and I will say you don't have to pay any gold pieces for the week. She is going to basically take you on. Uh, as her her like personal valet for the week and attend all of the nice all of the fucking outrageous events that she goes to.
3: Yes, ifa Yes, yes. you walking
2: yes. In with the my big dog.
0: Yes. <laughs> what am I
2: doing with these fucking books? God, <laughs> I'm in dusty <laughs> <air laughs> shops. <Fuck. laughs> Amazing. So I will say it is a it is a long week. Like imagine Marie Antoinette style oh, yeah. event schedule that you are going to. I will say if you want to bring along Tony, Lou and Rook, or just one of them or you- No. <laughs> no. Okay. You wow. Um, you could bring them to like they one. It would just event embarrass me. <laughs> No. Okay, no, absolutely not. <laughs> If you want to bring Kel, you can bring Kel with you. Like, no, he's not good at those things.
1: Other no friends, yeah, no, that's he's too. Also. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she <sighs> needs to be seen as her own singular.
2: Oh my god, you woman. are doing the celebrity destiny. I love this. I love this. Fuck yeah. Great. Why don't you give me uh, just like a bullet point list of some of the events uh, that take place over this week. Everything from brunches to balls. What's up? What are the highlights? I imagine like one like really big highlight of the week is
1: like how since f- since Fay aren't born they're like I don't know they're I don't know they do something but they're not yeah. born and so I imagine one of them is like this like Fay baby shower which is like this hilarious mockery of mortal baby shower. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Here, let me get you the word. I'm I'm going to pull up, keep describing but I got to pull up the word I made cuz Fay aren't born they are. Oh, nice. <laughs>
3: their own word, oh god.
2: Generated
1: somehow, so yeah, so it's this hilarious, like, just, like, revelrous, like, really hedonistic, like, baby shower brunch thing with, like, an endless mimosa fountain, and just, like, balloons that, like, pop and explode, and, like, out comes, like, a little tiny, like, pixie, or, like, a little, like, toy dryad-looking
2: thing, you know, just to, like, say, like,
1: what- what's it gonna be what <laughs> <laughs>
2: What is it Am going I to think- be? Because we literally don't know the creature type when they're born. <laughs> so uh, I will say, Aoife, just uh, since you are here and at a Fae baby shower, you probably learn a lot of things about um the Fae very quickly. One, I don't think Ifa knew that Fae weren't born uh, before this. This isn't oh, no like a general thing. So Fae, in, at least in the world of the planes, uh, in, our, in our setting, they are not born. Like, people do not... Give live birth to Fey uh there are only a certain amount of Fey souls you can think of it like that in the whole mm-hmm. world. So when a Fey wants to reproduce, they want to have a child, there are two options: one, the most common option is they steal a mortal child or a child from something else, and they keep it in the Fey and they keep it there long enough, exposing it to the environmental magic that it becomes something called a changeling. And changelings are changed by the environment in such a way that they can never again return to the mortal realm. So they're basically Mm. trapped there. And the way Fae are, they are mercurial, is a good way to say this. So a lot of Fae who adopt children in this way do it, and then the the person is changed, and then they get tired of them, and... Mm. Most changelings don't have a a happy story. That's the most common a great way. relationship with their parents. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Uh, not not great. But that's the most common way when Fae want to have children. The second way is called sprouting, is the term for it. So the the other way, Fae are born. Uh, they have to create these very elaborate effigies. Of, like, a body mm-hmm. carved in a way, you know, the fae wants. And it's it's a whole magical, very expensive process. And they do rituals and magic spells. So when a fae soul dies, so when a creature is killed, hopefully a soul will go into this effigy. And it will transform into a living fae. And so they are sprouted, fully born from these effigy things. That's so cool. Uh, and they're born like because they don't age, so they're not born as children. They're born mm-hmm. as fully grown, whatever they are. And there is no guarantee what they are going to look like. But the more money you spend and the more intricate the effigy is, there's a greater chance of controlling what the child might ultimately look like. So, like when. That's very cool. So, you, for your all reference, when we're talking about like the Weird Sisters or like Rook and Tandy. There is no actual blood connection between Fey family. It's all it's all found family, and the people who claim to be related. Mm. So I think Efa gets a whole ass crash course in this weird. <laughs> This this thing So yeah there's like the effigy in the center Which is this really intricate Weird mannequin style doll Of this thing And everyone's really excited And they're just having a grown ass adult Like yeah lascivious party around it And just waiting basically For a soul to die To inhabit this thing Um, And apparently this baby Mm -hmm. shower they've been doing They've been doing every week Since the effigy was made Because there's also (laughs) no guarantee of when It's going to work right when the soul is going to be trapped so mm -hmm. it finally happens and everyone's yeah (laughs) amazing yeah so that's what that is uh so yes so you get to go to that uh and apparently mistress silk has been going to the same baby shower for the last four weeks (laughs) i imagine she's really tired of it by this point (laughs) yeah She's fucking over it, and that's why she's actually stoked when you want to go uh and it's something new for everybody to talk about right so you you end up meeting <laughs> a lot of people because w- the the fey who is holding this baby shower is actually one of the witches on the council, so there are thirteen witches who run the council uh of coven uh Irma Knight dabble is her name, and she is hoping to uh create a daughter to to leave some of her her magic to and she has spared no expense to create this this child uh, and she the whole time seems very frantic uh and worried that now f- the fourth week has gone by and still mm-hmm. the effigy has not awakened but still because she's stressing out and whatever and spending this party you get a lot of time to talk to the other which is on the council that she has invited. And let's see, let's see how Aoife does on this roll. So for carousing, we are doing, uh, you don't have to pay the thing because of your favor. And you are going to make a charisma persuasion check uh, to see how you do uh, during this party.
1: Oh how wonderful! And since, uh, and with my celebrity feature, since creatures who are neutral or favorable to me, I get to make them automatically with advantage. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Bar shit! Nice. I will definitely take that eighteen for a total of
2: twenty-four. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Damn. All right. So uh, carousing would normally, this would give you uh, three allied contacts is what is written, but I'm going to go ahead and give you three clues since we're kind of using it to replace research here. Mm-hmm. So as you're talking to these these witches, you, at first, when you're mentioning the name and you're dancing around the subject, most people do not seem to know who Penny is, Uh, But as you start talking to the older attendees at the party, you you finally start to get some results here. And you learn that Penny Dreadful was an archfey who, for a long time, she was actually invested in talking to a lot of these witches. She, unlike most other archfey, was really interested in mortals. She was really interested Mm. in changelings in what they were trying to do at coven in general, which was kind of separating themselves from society, not because of any political or personal reason, but because she had a deep obsessive love for literature. She loved books more than anything in the whole world. She was obsessed with them. So you learn that, that aspect about her books Uh, particularly in mortal books. She just couldn't get enough of them. For your second piece of lore, you learn that her disappearance, a lot of people think she was actually killed by mortals and didn't think she was around anymore because at some point in time, she went into the mortal realm and stole something, um, a book. Like, a mysterious, magical book. Um... And then after she did that, she basically left her life behind, left all her social contacts behind, going after this book, and she was never heard from again. Interesting. So okay. This is the second piece. The third thing you learn, before she left, one of the places she spent a lot of time and, like, kind of invested in a community in the wilds was a town of all changelings, which is a very weird Thing So a bunch of changelings that banded together, basically building lives after being trapped here and abandoned by the Fae. Mm-hmm. And that town was called Storyville. Of course. There's no news or knowledge if she's been there recently or whatever, but when she was operating, it was a town that she spent a lot of time in and gave a lot of magical resources to. Nice. So that is what you learn. Uh, and that culture shock. So that's its own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Woo! That's it's, its, its own, own reward.
2: <laughs> <laughs> special reward. Uh yeah, uh. Cool. Great fucking way to use a favor. That rocks. See, they go both ways, people. If you if you deal, you can win on you can win. You can end up on top with the Faye. Probably. Alright. Uh so that's gonna bring us to Tony now, but before we go on this third turn, um, Any thoughts, Tony, about changing what you want to do for the week or um, Sage or anybody, any scenes in particular you want to have either between all of you sharing this information or um, something that's come up so far that you want to explore more? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely think one night o- around the 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 island in the kitchen, and Eva would just you know she would come home and like tired and a little drunk and like carrying oh, yeah. her shoes like over her shoulder. Like I've been and- drunk
2: for like three days. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I slept. I think I did.
1: <laughs> Maybe sometime. Yeah, the hair completely disheveled. She's got like her make her like eyeshadows all smeared, and she's like, "Yeah, guys, oh
0: my god, I have." I need some water. <laughs> Lou as soon as you walked in, she has immediately been pouring like a cup of water and put on like the greasiest egg sandwich known to man <laughs> immediately. <laughs> uh here, here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh
1: Thank you. I don't think I've drunk anything except for champagne for three days.
0: I've never felt so bubbly. <laughs> that that's not a well-rounded
2: diet.
1: It's made of grapes. It means I had fruit.
2: <laughs> that's what I keep telling my doctor. It's fine.
0: <laughs> oh, anyway, boy.
1: I've got so much to tell you about about uh our archfade we're supposed to find and she'll relay all of this to you.
0: So, I mean, if she's obsessed with books, I did get the name of a guy, Mortimer. Uh, He's a retired antique book collector. I mean, we could possibly, A, get more information from him, and B, maybe try to find something to trade to get a good book from him that maybe we can use to uh, appease her, because... I'm just gonna assume that she's alive, because we fucking need her to be, so that's what we're going with.
1: Ooh, and if she likes books, then you know, I think Mr. B also really liked books, maybe we can send him a message asking if he's ever heard of, a uh, her because, I mean, if she was looking for something special, something that she stole, then I'm- he might have an idea.
3: I don't know if we want to ask Mr. B about any of that, and let him know that we're after this book if it's a special book he might try to strike up his own deal and take it for himself
0: and he's already got the book that we would need to trade for favors so yeah also no more let's let's get more for us let's stop let's stop you know asking for favors for like a hot sec it's really if I didn't have white hair I would be getting them so let's mm-hmm. just take a moment <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Good thought, Eva, but bad idea. She <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> Lou just kind of like slaps down the greasy egg sandwich and she's like, you better eat this. Maybe your ideals will get better because you're scaring me right some now. Some omega-3. <laughs> already shoving it in her face. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the only other thing that I got was what you found out, too, that uh, she's vanished or dead. Did,
3: did either of you figure out, like, how long ago she specifically vanished from here or that anyone else has seen her?
2: You didn't get a specific date, but you felt like it was a really long time. If it's all these only the older Fae seem to know what's going on, and old to a Fae is quite old. Uh, so, we're talking hundreds of years, probably.
0: hmm Oof.
2: That's old. Um, okay. I
0: mean, I'll keep chugging on on research, we are going to run out of money eventually, unfortunately. So I am going to have to work at some point to help recoup costs. Well,
3: um, especially if we're going to try and find a rare book to trade for. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's
0: going to be so much money. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I could get pick up some work at the, uh,
0: the mistress's shop and bring some in. That would definitely help. Uh, we've only got 190 gold left and it's going quick so hopefully rook will bring in some money too for the cause is she gonna share did you guys talk to her is she gonna share nobody shrugs (laughs) and just sort of slinks
2: off back to her room half stumbling (laughs) not home you have not seen rook all week at this point so it's probably three or four days in Lou just looks at the empty, dirty plate at the table and gives a deep sigh. And picks it up. <laughs> it to there the are seat. also some, uh, just to add insult to injury, some dirty socks that have been, like, shoved under in the armoire um, in, the, in the living room. The worst.
3: <laughs> well, do you guys have any problems with me trying to go make some potions for us? Um, I think I can put this herbalist kit to good use, but, I mean, I'm sure that'll cost some more, so.
2: Yeah, I can um, give you all a quick estimate here. So to make, let's see, there's a specific brewing potions section. Ah, yes. So the time and costs for doing so are summarized in the chart. So to create just a general healing potion, which is the the base level, it's going to take one day and twenty five gold pieces. To create a greater healing potion, it's going to take all week, uh, work week, and take a hundred gold pieces. <laughs> Superior would be three work weeks and a thousand gold pieces. So I'm Ooh. assuming we're looking at healing or greater healing.
0: No, yeah. no, we're going, we're going superior all the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If
2: you, you way beyond your hey. maximum HP. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a crime section in this downtime. Let's go rob a bank.
2: There is. Okay. If you want to do crime against the fae, uh that is a choice you can make. And I (laughs) am just here to say yes. Uh, So,
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to make like a couple, but also I think maybe if we kind of go through the week and make sure that we have as much information as we need first, and then we can do like prep work for leaving like potion making at the end of the week. Um, But we should make sure that we have enough money to do the
2: research because we need to be able to figure out where we've got to go. I will say, um, Nassim, I think if you want to do, so the garden, uh, the community garden that Tandy is talking about, if you wanted to use that and stuff, you could absolutely convince Tandy to pay you a week's worth of work to restore that into a way that is more helpful for you. Because when we're talking about this garden, I don't know if that was communicated in the letter, but it is fucking frightening and we'll need quite a bit of cultivation and work (laughs) to get into a way um that will be helpful let's have that scene yeah okay that sounds like a good scene to to probably have so if we want we can do yeah so let's do that scene and then see how we feel um before deciding what you do for the week tony so Yeah, so you all have this conversation, and clearly money is an issue, and you're thinking about brewing potions and stuff, and Tandy has mentioned that this community garden space and whoever the owner was before maybe grew some rare stuff, which is great, because one of the big expenses of brewing potions is getting the materials. So if you can get a garden space that one already has the materials in it, or you can start growing your own, you can save yourself a lot of money and i will reduce the price of brewing potions for you
3: nice i like the sound of that
2: yeah we love a coupon we love a coupon so (laughs) do you want to go the following morning and and check out this
3: yeah head over to the witch's brew
2: yeah hell yeah 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 so you roll on in and uh what what time are you kind of showing up uh for the day
3: well she probably gets there early, uh, or what yeah. it feels like early, since we don't really know what time is here, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And
2: nothing's open because it's candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <'cause>, yeah. <laughs> you walk, in. but the door is unlocked. The closed sign is flipped. Oh, okay. Well, it it says closed, but the door is absolutely unlocked. Well, then she's just going to go in. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then then just like kind
2: of take a look around, see if anyone is there. Uh, it. You can hear people moving upstairs. But, yeah, there's no customers or anything, um, and no one behind the bar. Maybe you hear like a a weird bubbling whistle sound like it sounds like somebody breathing singing a song underwater coming from one of the far back rooms that you know is like kind of the kitchen area in a language you do not understand you've never heard.
3: She's gonna call out from the middle of the bar, "Hey, Tandy, baby, It's your favorite soldier.
2: Tony!" Uh, the, the burbling stops in the back and there's a moment of silence. And then you see a bunch of like red tentacles come around from one of these doorways and an octopus style head with a large white chef's hat. Precariously balanced uh on it. Pokes around the corner and you hear.
3: Hello. Uh, I'm Tony, friend of Tandy. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, well, I was hoping to take a look at the community garden. Tany invited me over and uh, just wanted to uh, see if I could grow a couple of things or take a look around at least.
2: And... The thing stares at you for a while. Have you ever seen, like, a, a an octopus up close in an aquarium? Like, the weird eyes that they have? Oh,
3: Nasim, yes, I have.
2: <laughs> yeah, the weird kind of filmy thing stare at you, just total dead eyes, for a solid 30 seconds, which is an uncomfortably long amount of time. And you see one of the tentacles move, shift over its head, reaching back for something behind the door. And it comes back out and it's holding a a tiny, like one of those paper compostable flower pots that has like Mm. a green shoot of something, like a very young budding plant. And it offers it to you.
3: Huh. Tony gets like unexpectedly excited. It's like, oh,
2: well, thanks. Yeah, I can plant this for you. And the the thing, you know, just one blink and then the other eye blinks and a long tendril keeps like trailing down the hallway and it just keeps going and it just keeps going like 10 feet, 15 feet, 20 feet moving down the hall. And you're like, where the fuck is the end of this thing? And it slithers upwards towards a door at the very far end of the hallway that passes by a few doors on the left and the right. Uh, and it turns this handled knob uh, and it opens up a little bit, and you can hear the sound of, like, birds and, you know, see sunlight coming from just beyond the door. Hi. Thank
3: you so much. What can I call you? <laughs> it's very nice talking to you. Blink, blink. She blink blinks back.
2: Oh, you see a tent- tentacle, like, kind of shiver coyly. <laughs> she, like, waves goodbye the same way. Mm. And the creature seems thoughtful for a moment before retreating back into the kitchen.
3: Well, that was nice. Yeah, and Tony will walk out towards the garden.
2: Yeah. So as you do, you push open this door and you can see that the witch's broom much, must be much larger than what you've seen. You haven't gone upstairs yet and there are a lot of doors that lead off it. But as you come back and you open up the space, you can see that the building it's in is uh it's long. It's like a square enough and large enough that in the very center of it, there is this square courtyard here. That is the garden space. So you can't see it because the whole thing is so overgrown and so untended. But you assume that there must be doors that lead in from the other sides of this square. But you are looking at this courtyard that, I mean, it must... You don't know if it's because it's the Fae or it really hasn't been tended to in, like, 50 years. But there are plants grown up to your chest height weeds and vines that have crawled up the brick walls and actually punctured through like different points windows and ceilings around you can see the plants have become so uh overgrown that they're starting to pull down roof tiles and saplings have grown at strange angles and it's just a clusterfuck of untended space but you, even you, Tony, can spot through, there are a huge variety of, like, beautiful, you know, dots of color from these strange plants, flowers, things that are flourishing in this environment, uh, even though they're being choked down by these these weeds. And in the sky up above is open to that, you know, that blue, slightly cloudy autumn sky. And God, this would be a beautiful space if it was restored. <laughs> You can see, like, just beyond, there are nice cobblestone paths that were there at some point, but the weeds, again, have overgrown and started to pull up all of this. There are lights that must have been strung up at some point, but now moss hangs from them. Ooh, it's a DIY dream that you're looking at. Oh, yeah. What's your What's your reaction? What's Tony's um <laughs> thoughts here?
3: I think a bit of joy. It's like, yeah. wow, this is going to be a fun challenge.
2: And it's going to be a challenge. This is yeah. not going to be a easy
3: mm-hmm. win. Yeah. So, yeah, she feels ready to take it on and just, like, wants to dive in, takes out her sword and starts hacking her way to try and get, like, at least clear a path from the door and yeah. get in a little bit, get a real yeah. scope of the place.
2: That's step one. And as you swing your ser- sword, absolutely. You see things rustle from the other sides, and at some point, one of these plants that's growing out actually slaps around like one of those uh, slap wristbands around your boot, and seems to be going gurr, 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 as it's trying to pull at you. You hear a gurring sound coming from this plant. Can I try to shake yeah, it off I mean, my you're, leg? You're fine. You're way stronger than this plant, but it's is trying to eat through your boot. Oh uh, ineffectively.
3: Listen, I'm trying to help you. She's like shaking her leg and be like, You need room to breathe, okay? That's what I'm here for.
2: Well, if you want, you did get a charm from your mama that actually lets you talk oh, yeah. to plants.
3: I can talk to plants now. God damn, that's beautiful.
2: God damn <laughs> Hell yeah. Boy, that might be helpful. Do you want do you want to do that? Did you get a chance to look at that uh the magic item? You did post it for me. Pretty dope. I looked at it, but it's yeah. Let's see. Uh, it's the charm of plant command, I believe. Yes. So the charm has three charges, but you can expend one charge as an action to cast Speak with Plants. So Speak with Plants, um, it lasts for 10 minutes. You imbue plants within 30 feet of you with limited sentience and animation, giving them the ability to communicate with you and follow simple commands. You can question them about e- events in a specific area within the past day. Uh, to get information and stuff. Um, you can also turn difficult terrain caused by plant growth, which is absolutely the space, into ordinary terrain that lasts for the 10 minutes. Plants might be able to perform other tasks on your behalf. It doesn't allow them to uproot themselves and move, but they can freely like reshape and move branches and tendrils and stuff. So this might be a good first step.
3: Oh, so it, the reshaping is, isn't a time limit. It'll just
2: reshape. It'll reshape forever. Yeah, that's one of those things. If they're willing to do that,
3: mm, very nice. Then yeah, she is going to clutch that large flower, floral pendant, um, and think of think of the plant she's trying to talk to specifically. Um, oh. Being like these overgrown roots first.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what are you? What are you telling the plants to do? And I think in this, so it's all plants within 30 feet of you whenever you use a charm. So this is going to be most of this courtyard space you're going to be able to get because it's about a 30 by 30 foot space. So if you walk into the center of this, you can command and speak to all of the plants at once in this area once you cast the spell. Can I make it to the center? (laughs) I think so. With your sword and some effort, um, you can. Yes. (laughs) Yes. you every every so often you're stomping on these plants or like kicking your boot out right like trying to get through but you're here and there are bugs and there are, it's it's shitty but you are standing here in the center of this area okay
3: well then yeah to all the plants i guess she's saying you all need to clear a path well enough for me and my equipment um i don't want to harm any of you who are thriving here but some of you don't belong
1: (laughs) so you know who you are you know who you are are.
3: (laughs) and you gotta let everyone else here take their space too so please
2: leave us some room what kind of check would you like to make um, as you're speaking to these plants? Are you going to intimidate these pant- These plants? <laughs> I, I would accept, yes, intimidation I think is good, persuasion, or if you want to make some kind of uh, check with your herbalism kit, uh, I would also accept that. Um, what is Tony doing? Well, I guess maybe just freak them out with with a cool (laughs) sword. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say I could do
3: intimidation because her sword is out. She's like, "I'll hack away at all of you if you prefer it that way, but it'll get really
2: messy." I mean, I think that would work even on the nastiest of weeds. Um, I think so.
3: Okay, intimidate. Hell yeah. Oh well, Uh, eleven. Okay. Oh, with my inspiration, maybe.
2: All right. Uh, Yeah, if you want to use your inspiration, for sure, go ahead. Oh wow. Okay. That was worse. <laughs> okay. Then uh, 11. All right. So as you are speaking to these plants, and it you speak, and you know they understand you, they're not exactly speaking back to you. They don't have any way to, to vocalize. But you get a feeling about these plants. And a lot of them, especially the ones on the ground around you that are the non-native species, right, that are invasive, are very hostile towards you. But they seem like they fear you for now but they will have their day is the feeling you get from these from these plans so for now it's like gordon yeah for now (laughs) fine like that's exactly exactly gordon vibes fine we'll see how you do with this is the is the feeling you get so, tell me, Tony, or tell me, Nassim, uh, as Tony is restructuring this garden, you are controlling all the plants. They are moving to your will. They can, like, pull into the ground, whatever. What does this space look like? What do you unveil as you are having all of the plant life here bend to your will? What does this garden look like?
3: I'm I'm picturing, like, a lot of paved pathways kind of cutting into, like, little maybe hexagonal patches of large potting area um planting area and then that is kind of in like a grid pattern itself leading to the other doors that lead out here like you said like a large courtyard and a pillar uh towards the back a couple of pillars towards the back that has sort of a like a sealed off or it has a ceiling area over there with a couple of like picnic tables and things like that for entertaining so it's like this could totally totally be an outdoor space to party and she could have even more business out here yeah so that's the angle we're trying to work
2: (laughs) oh yeah yeah as you know the plants start pulling down and retreating you do see that area you hadn't even seen that before because it was so fucking overgrown but there is this lovely it's like a open gazebo sort of thing that has you know a trellis roof of ivy that has grown really thickly over the top so it casts shade down on these nice tables and there's actually like an outdoor bar space right back there that you hadn't even seen before right next to a fire pit uh which is just this perfect little space here and there does seem to be like a cleared off space in the corner where maybe like a large wagon could go maybe like a food cart uh if if someone was being creative and there are some fountains in one corner and the cobblestone. Uh, you can see trellises left on the walls where people can you know, pot plants that would hang and then like drift down. raised garden beds uh, where you could do crops that might grow deep into the ground. There's all kinds of potential and it's it's mystifying as the plants bend to your will, revealing this beautiful space. And clearly there's still a lot to be done, but Mm -hmm. Wow. If you could get this up and running, this would be incredible for your efforts and your needs.
3: All right. That's what she's going to do. Where's
2: Tandy? Yeah, I think, yeah, as you're, you're doing this and you're looking in the space, eventually you hear a... Oh. Hey. Hey. Oh, oh my god, you came by the garden. Wait, did you do this? Didn't you just get here? As you see Tandy is standing... In the doorway, wearing a nightgown, a straight-up, like, white nightgown.
3: Tandy, hello, hello, looking beautiful as ever. Um, Your friend, uh, let me in, showed me the garden, and, uh... Who? Wait, tentacles?
2: Yes. That's chef. Oh, okay, chef, good to know. Nobody understands what they're saying, uh, so we just (laughs) call them chef. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's not actually a language.
3: Well, all right. <laughs> I've just learned to, you know, do as others do when meeting totally new people. the best way to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I see you have quite a garden out here. Yeah, this
2: is amazing. I've never even, like, seen this. Wow. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm sure no one's ever seen this. It doesn't look like anyone's
3: been out here for a long time.
2: Yeah, well, you know, like, I thought about it, and then I started, and then I got, like, all the tools and stuff, and then it's, like, really hard. Did you know that? It's, like, really hard to... (laughs) Yeah,
3: it can take, yeah, I mean, especially with the work you've got cut out for you here. Uh, Yeah, I think I did it, like, once, and then it came back, and, like, what's the point? Well, I don't know if you knew this, but I do, as you can tell, I have kind of a way with plants.
2: Really? And, um... I mean, I love plants, like...
3: Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they love you too.
2: Oh my god. No, they don't. They, like, really, I, like, kill everything, which is, like, so weird, right? Because I'm, like, a tree person? Isn't that weird? It's okay, but I turned my tree into a bar, so... You know, we're all just vibing. We're all just living, you know, what
3: we got. Exactly. Well, I'd really love to help you out back here. If you think, you know, you can, you'd like to turn this into an entertaining space. I have, I have some time on my hands, but you know, I also, I got to work for a living too. So if you're got some gold to spare, we can turn this place into something beautiful.
2: She, like, drops her job. And when you say this could be an entertaining space, like, this idea has never absolutely ever occurred to her. And she's like, yeah. Okay, you want... You just want, like, money? And you'll, like, fix it? Oh, of course. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, What do you... Like, what do, what do you want? How... Like, do you want, like, a... How, ma- how many golds?
3: Oh, uh, well, you know, this is probably going to take some time of several days maybe a couple weeks um totally um but time is a thing Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i think (laughs) given the space and Uh all of that and the weeds how about how does a hundred gold sound
2: a hundred gold for like a day for oh well (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) how about a hundred gold a day Okay, I don't know if I have that many golds They're that they, we don't get a lot of golds, but okay, how about okay, you wait here, or y- you do whatever you're doing, and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay,
3: you tell me what you have. What, what can what can we work with?
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, good. Okay, I have some like a, a bag of stuff that humans seem to like or mortals, sorry, mortals uh seem to like. So I'll go get it. And then there we go.
3: Stuff's great, but if you have any gold amongst that stuff, that'd be cool too. Yeah, <laughs> As she walks away. The, sh-
2: the gold's the shiny one, right? Yeah, I know I got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she disappears into the house. Yeah, so you start gardening a weedin', uh eventually Tandy comes back down and uh she thumps this like burlap sack in front of you and clearly whatever is in it is incredibly heavy. And she's like, the last mortals who came through here seemed to be, like, really into this. And then when they died, I just kind of kept it. So you can have this or whatever. If you can get this, like, all, you can have it all. That's totally fine.
3: Wow. Well, let's take a look at what's in that bag.
2: Yeah. Uh, And you do. And as you crack it open, you see they are solid gold bars. Stamped with like the royal like Phelan treasury from the Eldrin Empire. Just like solid fucking gold like imagine a brick bar that she has here. I have some like of the little ones, but I like I figured they don't matter because they're smaller, right? Oh, you're you're right. This is definitely better. Right? Also, they're really they're really taking up space in my room so if you i bet they're heavy i mean i could take this off yeah yeah i just like they were on my dresser and i'd really like not
3: yeah you know and i feel like this is something that might be a little too dangerous to keep around your bar people might come after you for that why i look at the look at the stamp on there you don't want to have anything to do with the the government
2: she looks at you like she has no idea what you're talking about she she seems to have no recognition that this is an Eldrin empire seal you on the other hand as a soldier you're like oh fuck this is official royal treasury gold bars you have no fucking idea how she got these but boy would people be mad
3: yeah well tandy this is this is great this is exactly
2: what i, I need <laughs> yeah Okay, yeah, great. I, I don't know if anyone in Coven will, like, buy them. They seem kind of weird, but I, like, you know, I figured whatever. Hmm. Cleaning. Right. So, cool. If you would like this, like, yeah, totally. Uh, Yeah, a week cleaning this space up. And then if you want, I would love to have you back. Because um, also, Marnie seems really interested in things like business, strategy, and... She keeps asking me when she has to work. And like if I could just like have her work here, that would be easier. Cause I don't know what to say. I, like every time she asks me, I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> yeah. She is
2: she's the mom. She takes
3: care of everyone. She likes to have a strategy. It's it's the way she works. Oh my gosh, she's nothing like my mom. That's probably a good <laughs> thing though. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to come work. I'll definitely let her know. And um, Great. Okay. But I'm happy to get started. And
2: Great. Okay. I'll let you do that. Yeah. Just let me know if you need like a drink or whatever, or you can just go behind the bar and get you whatever you want. Tandy, it's so good to see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk to Chef. Um, chef has so much stuff. You don't always get what you ask for, but it's usually better than what you ask for. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I have to go meet some friends. So if you could just. Oh, I'm on it. Okay, bye.
3: Okay, bye.
1: Amazing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So these gold bars, she gives you 10 of them. They can be sold for 50 gold pieces each, but they cannot be sold in Coven. People in the Feywild, not interested at all in anything that you have here. So you have a lot of gold sitting here, but you will not have access to it unless you spend time going to sell it somewhere else, which is something you can do as like a week's worth of action if you wanted to go especially like with rook dip to the mortal plane if you all were cool with staying here that is something you could definitely do as a 5 5 day like work week action.
3: Was that a plot hole? Crime? Crime? They're not they don't want gold but we're spending all our gold in order to do the things we want to do.
2: I'm assuming you're doing it like you're doing favors and getting the right things, you're buying things and cuz they do accept gold in coven but like coins versus like solid gold fucking bars like there's no it's also it's the same way mm-hmm. if you in real life nasim walked into a bank with a bar of gold and was like hello
1: i would like <laughs> I would to like- deposit this <laughs> like nobody's gonna like i would like to put this into my bank account <laughs> right
2: <laughs> you can't really walk into a bank you're gonna have to find a fence who is willing to accept official treasury-stamped gold? Yeah, exactly. Like, somebody in Lou's family, for example, would be a great source to do this. But stamped gold from the treasury, that's not something you can just sell on the street. And, and Faye here in Coven have no need for that huge quantity of gold.
3: My God. All right. Yeah. Well, now she is so motivated to deck the yeah. fuck out of this garden. So. Yeah. This is this is her passion project for the next week.
2: So you're looking at a base like 500 if you were just doing 500 you're 50 per bar to sell. But honestly, like for royal gold treasury, for pure gold, if you're in the right place and like especially using underworld contacts, you could probably get upwards of a thousand gold easily for these. God, that's amazing. Magic sword. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hell yeah cool great scene um and you're shaping that garden uh oh boy all right hell yeah so it feels like we're probably gonna run out of time before we get all three weeks but i think we can probably go ahead and start uh for week two here so tony you're spending your time working cleaning up the space which will inevitably give you a discount on future like future efforts to make potions um but at the start of week two, what are we all what are we all thinking for our next steps if you want to strategize? Yeah.
1: Do we want to do uh, Rooks since she will spend the week working on roll yeah. and
0: however much she gets? That's what I was gonna say. We gotta get Rooks work week. Let oh me. yeah.
2: yeah, let me go ahead and roll for that. Uh, so let's see. So for work. Work performing a job that requires one work week of effort, uh, strength, athletics, dexterity, acrobatics, intelligence for sets of tools. Uh Rook is going to go with Dex because she's a ranger. She's a r- ranged a ranger. So let's see. All right, so she got she got a seventeen on that. So comfortable lifestyle for the week, which I believe is let's say she get uh, she brings in ten gold uh, for a week of work.
0: Is she adding it to
2: our funds, or is she? She's adding it to the funds.
1: Okay, nice. That makes it easy. (laughs)
2: She's good. She's a good bean. She's adding it to the funds. She doesn't. She also doesn't really realize that money means anything because she's still coming to terms with like needing things, Mm. like needing to eat, and also it's nice because the house just summons alcohol. So most of the time she's like, "Why would I ever leave?" She's like one of those. One of those people, it's like, why would I eat anywhere else when the house makes things? And she's still (laughs) learning how to be human and enjoy herself. Uh, (laughs) So she's very inexpensive for right now. Okay. So you all are back up, it looks like, in funds to 200 gold pieces.
0: Yep. Um, So
2: for this week,
0: I'm thinking that it might be more beneficial for me to actually take a trip with Rook back to chasiana if uh tony wants to share the the gold bars um and she can fence the gold so that we can do whatever we need to do without fear of lack of money for the rest of the time
3: oh yeah she very excitedly like a fucking pirate back from their latest
2: oh yeah and i mean this
3: is throws the sack over her
2: shoulder onto the floor. This is a lot of booty. Like, any rogue family would be- And Tandy just fucking had this laying around her house, so who knows? On
0: her dresser. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and she was annoyed because it was taking up space. So
0: Yeah, Lou's jaw just fucking drops to the goddamn floor when she's like, let alone the gold bars, but as she turns it and sees that stamp, she's like, who is Tandy? What the <laughs> fuck?
3: <laughs> I don't know, but something tells me you are on the right path.
0: <laughs> oh. I I will continue to deal with her chaos for the good of the party. <laughs> love it. Uh, so if you all don't mind, I actually uh, know somebody who can... Uh, Uh, who would love to buy these from us and I can get the individual gold pieces
3: yeah I mean I figure this is gonna be a little bit tough to move around so Mm -hmm. um,
0: what do you mean hair flip (laughs) (laughs) sorry what (laughs) I mean yeah you just gotta know the right people
3: and I think you do (laughs) so
0: (laughs) I got so many family members everybody does something you know Gotta contribute. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Well, please give your mom a big hug from me. Or at least a big old smile.
0: Uh, are you guys gonna be okay
2: while I'm gone?
3: I'll be fine. Yeah.
2: Um, Aoife and party, like, eyeliner <laughs> perpetual after a week of partying. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: She'll be fine. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try and make some potions now with the funds we've got left, so... You better come back with something. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have, so yeah,
3: have, whatever we have, whatever is left, if you can leave that
0: with us. Okay. Uh here you go. And she like kicks out her little bag of holding and she like counts it piece piece. <laughs> she's like, Okay, it's all here. It's all here. Okay. Okay, well I I left um leftovers in Fill the cold storage <laughs> um don't have anyone over you remember what rook said um
2: you're no, we'll looking like- at you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I know.
0: laughs> and she crosses she crosses her arms like Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um and when i get back uh let's plan i've got one extra day in my schedule um we're gonna meet your boyfriend and there's no excuses there's so get dinner. that ready
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. and she like she like clenches her fists in excitement and she squeals and she's like you're gonna love him
0: like, <laughs> i'd better oh she
2: <laughs> murder him oh <laughs> all right so lou is going to head off uh oh my god leave you all alone for a week amazing uh We're and then there will be, be, be a family dinner uh that we will do Absolutely. yeah the second do. you guys
3: leave i like look over at um Ifa and i'm like mom and dad are gone <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Looks> <laughs>
2: out. she, Lou's
1: out, she just out. like runs and like launches and throws herself onto the couch
2: and <laughs> Yeah, Tony yes. gets up onto
3: the dinner table and starts like moving around and
2: gyrating. <laughs> How lewd! I cannot wait for next week when we explore all this goddamn nonsense. Ugh. And she's like, Gordon, play some music! <laughs>
3: Make
0: it like yeah. okay. It's
2: gonna
0: be the worst, like, new age screeching shit you've ever <laughs> heard. Uh, have you
2: ever listened to music for plants on YouTube? Uh, these channels uh, will be. <laughs> uh, this is all Gordon knows. Okay, so <laughs> Lou is going to be heading off and spending the week fencing the gold. Uh, so getting getting at least five hundred, but probably more. We'll resolve that check next time. Uh, and Aoife, what should I note uh, as you are going to do for next week before we sign off?
1: <laughs> yeah, after parting hard last week, she's going to take a week off and focus on her homework assignment. And she will work <laughs> to craft one one
2: thing for her showcase line. All right, so you are going to be crafting uh, for your assignment. Um, Okay, and then, uh, Tony, what are you planning on doing uh, next week for my notes?
3: Making potions.
2: Yeah, making potions. Cool, good. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this, this kind of weird, fun little episode. It's kind of a nice way to learn, I guess, a little bit more about the world and then also... I like about the fact us. that we're dealing with the realities of, like, money, and we're low-level adventurers. It feels kind of satisfying in a weird way,
0: so I hope you all feel that. It's very satisfying, too. Uh, I I feel satisfied, especially now that we have 500 to 1,000 more gold, so yeah.
2: that's satisfying. I need that in real life. <laughs> but then there will be the choice <laughs> Tell me about the- it. buying a magic item is also a downtime activity, so... That takes time and money, so that is something we'll have to factor in, uh, depending on. Because, boy, would it be nice to have some magic items if you're going to go fight a fae, an arch But Yeah. Hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but that is where we are going to end the episode. So, thank you everybody so much, uh, for joining us for this special episode where we're playing some new mechanics, uh, you know, exploring the differences, I think, between campaign two and campaign one. It's been a lot of fun for me. Uh, and we will be back in part two of getting down to business, uh, <laughs> next time. So, all right, cool. Well, then I, I think that's all the business. Uh, but before we go, go, uh, wake, wake me up before I go, go. Yes. Uh, we always like to take some time to say a very, very special thank you to the, the highest tier of, of donating on, on Patreon. Patreon is a great website where folks can crowdfund, you know, the artists they believe in. Uh, you can donate monthly or an annual pledge um so without patreon we wouldn't be making any money of the show everything we make is free Uh, you can download all of our content everywhere for free so it really is our patreon donors who just keep the lights on keep everything moving grooving make it better and better. And so we, we love to say thank you to everyone who donates on Patreon. Uh, so if you want to be one of this, these amazing folks, you can always head on over to patreon.com slash venture maidens. Check out the site. Not only are you supporting art and just being a great person whenever you sign up to be a Patreon donor, you also get tons of rewards like Hundreds of hours of bonus content uh, that you can listen to, fun coloring book pages, magic items, quest plots, like all kinds of good stuff, uh if you head on over and donate to Patreon for as little as one dollar a month. So twelve dollars a year for hundreds of hours of our work and effort. It's a pretty good pretty good deal. Uh so we like to say thank you to our Arnie's cohorts uh, and our Ferris Drinking Mate tiers, which are our highest donation tiers, so I'm going to kick things off. Thank you so much, Cody Becker at CodyRolls4 on Twitter. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Curry. Thank you, Muffin at the one on Drury Lane. Thank you so much, Nissa McKinnon. Thank you, Richie113 from our Discord server.
3: And in Fair's Drinking Mate tier, thank you, Chris.
0: And thank you, Mark Ali, of course.
2: And thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you, Fable. Thanks, Tony. Oh, I love that you get to say Tony. Thank you, Tony. (laughs) Every time. Uh, Thank you (laughs) every time. Tony in the chat. Tony T227. You're awesome. And thank you so much for reminding me of that word. Uh, (laughs) I really (laughs) appreciate you. Uh, So thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks with this show. But and until then, everybody. Venture. So good, look at us.